Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Find links to the show on our Twitter timeline, our Instagram. Also hit us up on TikTok as well. Uh, but we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys with... Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, BoneandJointTN.org, uh, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you, FBHP.com slash ATOZ. And Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, uh, if you've been injured in a car wreck, Go to where the Titans go. That's Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation at 800-800-4600. So uh, we, we dive at the first comment I saw. This is just has nothing to do with anything. But Will Tennessee says, Buck looks like Jimmy Neutron. That's the first comment that I saw on the show, and it made me almost giggle inside. So I didn't want to say that. He does have a little bit of like grown-up adult Jimmy Neutron features. But anyway, all right. So yes, last week we discussed – the Titans no fun culture under Mike Vrabel because AJ Brown went on Josina Anderson's podcast and said that. You know, uh, Vrabel, you know, Vrabel, I got a lot of respect for him, but you know, he's he's the better check way. You know, everything is lock in. You know, you know, no fun over there. You know, we gonna get the job done. And uh, no over fun. here, man, it's just he. <laughs> but over here, he just mm. you know, it's just we just. He just letting us have fun, do what we do, you know. Uh, let us express our personality, and I think that's huge. You know, you want somebody to express them, their, themselves and be themselves, so so the real the real them can show on the game on the on the football field. So, so just to refresh everybody's you know thoughts, Zach, what was your initial reaction to that when we discussed what AJ had to say last week? Yeah, I think you know he's describing the culture and the mindset of the Titans head coach is what the expectations are when you go to work. And I said on the show that we discussed that is nobody truly knows behind closed doors in meeting rooms in practice that the media can't see how Mike Vrabel really is, how he addresses his team and how he expects his players to act and perform leading up to Sunday and on Sunday. So uh, I think AJ Brown, I actually, you know, I'm, I'm, what I took his words to heart because he'd probably seen it firsthand more so than anybody else because he was a part of that team for several years. Yeah, and and he's a part of the Philadelphia Eagles now. And Xavier said it's fun because they're four and zero, and they were three and zero at that point. But when you're when you're undefeated and you're playing with your best friend who's the quarterback and you're scoring a bunch of points and and, and uh, gaining a bunch of yards, of course it's going to be fun at that point where they had a lot of adversity that they dealt with. Uh, throughout AJ's three years in Tennessee, when it comes to injuries, uh, coordinator changes, uh, you know, changing at quarterback in his rookie season. And then the thing that really struck me with that is how AJ Brown was saying that in Philadelphia, they allow you to be yourself and have your own personality. And it, it hit me where when, when AJ posted about being de having depression uh, during the season a couple of years ago, and Mike Vrabel stood up and had his back in that. And then, AJ came back around and said, you know, Vrabel is always going to be considered family to me. And I, it felt like there was such a tight relationship between Mike Vrabel and AJ Brown that I kind of was, you know, kind of like 
turning my head and be like, why is AJ saying this type of stuff about Vrabel uh, when a year ago, AJ was talking about how, you know, he hopes he's here for the long haul and always will consider Mike Vrabel family. And that's something that I've seen. And I remember that press conference uh, after AJ came out and talked about, you know, having depression, which is, which is, uh, you know, we gave AJ Brown a lot of respect for doing that as did Mike Vrabel and Vrabel created a lot of support for AJ there too. Well, you know, you got to also understand, you know, people, it's all, it's PR too, uh, not to speak on the mental health stuff, but you know, as, as we have a company and most, I mean, you've seen these, these all these companies all around the country and the world, you know, they have to manage different because the different generations, this is not your dad go to work with your lunch pail, come home, eat dinner, get up, go to work, check in, clock in, clock out. That's just not today's age with social media and these things, right? So you have to manage different. Some I think society is a lot softer today. Some for good reasons. Some I think it hurts society because we can't be a little bit harder and uh, a little bit more forthright and forthcoming and, and all that stuff. So I, I think there's good and bad, but I think AJ's generation, who he's still young 20s, mid-20s, you know, that's a different time and place. You're, you know, you have millennials, you have Gen Zers, you have all these different types of people. And Vrabel, he comes from the school of hard knocks. I mean, that we don't pull any punches about that. He was coached by Bill Belichick. We know his coaching style. And then we know his coaching style now over the last several years of how he how he goes about things. Look. Austin, you've been firsthand. He dog-cussed your ass, a media member, on the practice field. He apologized for, for doing it, nothing wrong. I did nothing in, wrong. He, he was in the heat <laughs> of the moment, yeah. and, and he apologized for it. It is what it is. And look, I don't think – I don't know if you took offense to that or didn't take I, offense Yes, to I did. For I no, held on to that for but, a while. So And, and that's, that's your prerogative, but that's just his style. And sometimes – and it sounds like – AJ Brown, based on his history and his actions, that he doesn't like that. He doesn't. Yeah. You he doesn't. You don't get the most out of AJ Brown by yelling at him and telling him, "Hey, this is what you need to do." And that was the culture, and I think is the culture if you play under Mike Vrabel. Right. I just I have a, it strikes me as something where AJ didn't need to say that about somebody that he has claimed to treat and will he always do whatever be. he wants. I know, but there's consequences to it, and I'm sure that Mike what was like, "What the, like what the hell?" Like it, it's relationships, Zach. There are there are consequences to relationships that are built that if you say things about another person, that hurts that relationship. That's the consequence. Uh, and maybe AJ Brown doesn't give a damn about that relationship anymore. I don't know, but that seems very. Uh, flip-floppy from what he talked about last year with Mike Vrabel being considered fan. But most people, and here's the facts, most people nowadays get offended. And I think that's a problem with our society as a whole. And Mike Vrabel doesn't care, right? So just like if you want to say that, you know, there's two sides to that story. And I think that is, I think that's somewhat of this situation is you're going to have to have a little bit thicker skin if you play for the Tennessee Titans, now you can benefit from that thick skin and you can be a good football player and win football games as Mike Vrabel has proven through him being a head coach. 
But I think our society is soft and gets offended too easily, and that's not Mike Vrabel's style. All right, so uh, I do see this from Juan. It says A, A to Z running out of content, so they keep AJ in their fields. No, you guys still engage with the AJ Brown content, which is why the AJ Brown content still continues to go because the number one performing article on our website right now where we cover uh, 13 NFL teams is this exact thing because uh, this is what, as Derek asked, what did Robert Woods say? Robert Woods had the comment answering a question from Corey Curtis yesterday in a Zoom about this. That's why it's relevant. So here's Robert Woods yesterday. Robert, um, I guess A.J. Brown did an interview last week where he talked about how, uh, I guess, serious things were in Tennessee under Coach Vrabel, and, and there wasn't a lot of room for, for fun. This is your third NFL team. Is it really any different, or are things more serious here? Yeah, I would say every, every coach and team uh, – has their own style, has their philosophy. Um, and I would say, yeah, Tennessee, it, it, it is it's serious. And, and that's, you, you want guys in a team that takes winning serious. And I think that's just how it is at, at practice and at work in the workplace. You got to come in and work with a purpose. Um, whether it's weight room film, it is like know your job, know your assignment. And uh Really, I think once you once you do that and know your assignment, know what you're doing, when you go out there on Sundays, and that's when you're able to play fun, have fun, play fast, and then play loose. You know, Sundays are our day. Um, obviously, throughout the week, it's, it's the working week. But uh, go out there on Sundays, you make plays, you win games. That's when that's when the fun comes in. Uh, last. So there's Robert Woods yesterday in the Titans uh, player Zoom that they do on Tuesdays with the uh, daily media there. So Robert Woods on that. Zach, let's react to that get the chat involved. Is the Titans culture being no fun, a positive or a negative? Is it uh, being no fun? And Robert Woods really confirming uh, what A.J. Brown said last week. Uh, is that a positive or a negative? But first, let me tell everybody about Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers. Hey, they're the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans, and they've done a great job over their uh, lifetime of supporting their clients and recovering and fighting against uh, the insurance companies for their clients. They've recovered over $1 billion for their clients in the state of Tennessee and in Kentucky. And they can do and will do the same for you if you've been injured in a car wreck. So if you've been hurt in a car wreck, call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation at 800-800-4600. That's Hughes and Coleman injury lawyers at 800-800-4600 principal office in Nashville, Tennessee. Bet MGM, that's who we are powered by. That is our title sponsor, and they should be in your phone. Download the Bet MGM app on your app store, whether it's Apple or Android. Get a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000 for new users. You can sign up today. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports, all one word, no spaces in the promo code tab, ATOZSPORTS, and you will be granted a risk-free bet worth up to $1,000 for your first bet. Those are that is for new users. Sign up today. All right. So is the Titans culture being a, a no fun culture? Is that a positive or a negative? Because yeah, Robert Woods did confirm what AJ Brown said. You're there during the work week to work. You take a purpose in studying film, the weight room, and practice and in meetings. And then it's your job to go out there and have fun on Sunday. Is it a positive or negative? Uh, for the Titans overall, Zach, what are the comments saying? So this is the first comment that is pretty funny because Derek says it's net neutral. 
it's not net positive and it's not net negative because it's not fun if you can't grasp your role if you can't you do you don't see the field anyways so he's kind of again he's he's not necessarily answering the question but he's backing up his answer with a couple of statements Preston says positive uh let's see uh negative from Stephen King personally uh work better in fun calm environments positive results uh can mess up the morale uh or positives uh, I think comma D- uh, Dylan says positive because they win having that culture Steelers culture is no fun and they have six Super Bowls that Orlando brings up and they I'm just an- flat out don't miss the playoffs up until like maybe now yeah, yeah. <laughs> hard to speak now that Kenny Pickett uh, in, in that quarterback carousel. Old school, be professional, do your job, and fun will come from Scott. Uh, let's see here. Positive or negative, no fun, just blocked from Chris Frazier. Positive from CJ, <laughs> at least uh, at least the Titans aren't the Texans, which was going to be actually a later segment, but we pushed that because of the Lawan news. Uh, did not expect that voice from uh, Robert Woods. I, I think that was the first time a lot of people, a lot of Titans fans, had heard Robert Woods. Uh, that's maybe on the Titans. Uh, for no, he, no the- Robert Woods has talked to the media several times. He's been at the podium several times. That is not on the Titans. He had an I introductory think- press conference back in March when they made the trade, talking about his ACL. He, uh, he That's not on the Titans. But, I mean, he's... He's probably third in line on offense beside behind Tannehill and Derrick Henry yeah, and, as the and face. Throughout training camp, Robert Woods was a podium guy. He wasn't a walk-off-the-field interview guy. He was a podium guy, so not on the Titans. Jerry, uh, Jerry says positive. Titan says positive. Uh, I mean, overall, this is a tough question, I think, for Titans fans because it's hard to say negative. Eric says negative if you have 50 injuries per season. Uh, so coming in with that, uh, Pastor Raymond says positive here to win, want to have fun, go to Disney World. And I saw some others, want to have fun, go play golf, right? This is a job, right? And the Titans are here to work. And I think Mike Vrabel just wants people to take their job seriously because Mike Vrabel takes his job very seriously. You can have fun at work. And I, I believe the Titans do have fun. Like, again, I said this last week when we talked about it. Ben Jones pies everybody in the face with shaving cream on their birthday in the locker room. doesn't matter if it's training camp. They made a video for Amy Adams Strunk's birthday last week where Ben Jones pied the camera uh, in that aspect. He put uh, baby powder in Mike Vrabel's hair on his birthday. Taylor Lewan has been around for years and has, has created a podcast brand during Mike Vrabel's tenure when they were having no fun. So fun is able to be had, but it's only for people who do their stuff. Well, I think it's comparative. What they're doing is just comparative to other teams. It is less fun. I like. I think that's the hard part. Is it's much less fun to play for the Titans compared to other teams. We've had two players confirm that: be AJ Brown and Robert Woods that well, have played on different teams. So I don't think again well, the, the no the fun Titans thing. Also, the Titans are also one of the select few NFL teams that have had winning records the last six years. So yeah. I mean, does that mean it's working? Does that mean the Titans approach is a good thing? So there's no other way to put it than it to be a positive. It's a positive that the Titans have this type of culture because it's working and it's winning the football games. And I want to go to a a video that uh, was from the Titans new linebacker, Joe Schobert. 
uh, back when he joined the team and something that he said about what he recognized when he stepped in the locker room. like about this team, maybe the way they play, you feel like you're a good fit here? Yeah, I think good organization, top to bottom, just winning culture, been winning last few years. Um, just any opportunity for me to get uh, in somewhere and be able to help a team out, I was going to try to take it and hopefully be able to help here. What does that winning culture look like? Uh, just kind of once you get into a locker room here for the first time and get around these guys, you said there's a winning culture here. How can you sense that or feel that when you first get in the building? I mean, you just there's a confidence about the building. Everybody carries themselves a certain way. Um, from the coaching staff to the players, the people have been in a successful uh, situation and they know how to carry themselves and they know how to conduct themselves. So that's a guy who, at the time that video was taken, had been in the in the facility for like three days. And it's also a guy who's 28 years old, who's been in the league since, you know, 2016 and has played with the Browns, the Jags, two really bad franchises, then spent some time with the Steelers and the Broncos earlier this offseason before joining the Titans. If that guy can walk in and be like, yeah, I know what this feels like because I've been in the facility of four other teams and this franchise carries themselves in a way where they expect success and expect winning then the culture can only be a positive from Mike well Grable he because confirmed what, what they're saying is that he didn't say oh yeah it's a fun place to be he said hey look they get their job done they confirmed what AJ Brown and Robert Wood said is that this is a success was the the, the main point of what I heard from that clip is that it's all started by success if they were the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Texans or the Commanders you can't come in there and say, well, this is, you know, the success had already been had, but it confirmed what I think we're talking about is that he didn't come up and say, man, yeah, I, I love the, the, the feel and the energy and the fun of what they bring to the table. This was their successful franchise and they do their job and you can see it when you walk in the building. So like, I think he confirmed that it's not fun. Like, yeah, but but does okay, that's fine. Now we've got uh, Robert Woods confirmed what uh, AJ said last week. But Zach, I've answered it with a positive. Do you think as a positive or a negative uh, that the Mike Vrabel and the Titans have this no fun style culture? I think the result is a positive, right? The results don't lie. You are you are here to win football games. You are not here to lose. If you lose, you're going to get changed. I mean, the change is going to happen. So the result is positive. So if it's working, you cannot deny that. But what level is it working? Have they been to an AFC championship game in the last two years? Have they been to a Super Bowl? Have they competed in that way? Did they fall short after getting the number one seed in the AFC? All of these things, they have not reached their goal. So I, you have to, results are good. Consistency yeah. is good. Here is where I think it could be a negative. And this is for the future. And what I think probably, you know, is probably bad publicity. Free agency. Free agency is about money and is about movement. The Titans were able to trade for Julio Jones because he was on their list because of Derrick Henry, because of some other things. For a small market team, you are going to have to compete with the big dogs. And the big dogs are the New York market, the L.A. market, the Cowboys, the Packers, and the Patriots, and the Steelers. Those are, and so you're going to have to compete. Money is always going to move players, so that's kind of the caveat. But overall, I think a selling point, if you're not winning a Super Bowl or competing for Super Bowls, in which 
They really have not. The closest they got to was the AFC Championship game, uh, you know, a few years ago, which I think set the tone and helped this franchise. Sure. But the new guys that are coming up for free agency and getting drafted and all that stuff, they're of the younger generation. And like I said at the beginning, the younger generation is a softer generation. That's just the facts. They grew up with this instead of, you know, shovels and playing outside. Well, let's so, but let's look at let's look at the this rookie class, Zach. Let's Traylon Burks, right? He's an outdoorsy guy. And he's a he's a hard-nosed dude, physical, right? Roger McCreary, very physical, kind of old school, only makes a mistake one time. Then you got NPF, super smart, winning a job out of the gates. Malik Willis, we understand that project standpoint. Hassan Haskins. Like hard nose, you're physical. pinning yourself in the corner if you but, can only draft those type of guys. Yeah, that's but, the point. But here's the thing: so you mentioned that the culture has not gotten them to where they want to be, and it helped them achieve their goals, which is the Super Bowl, right? It has gotten them to a, a high point. Yes, but Zach, the culture did not lose them the game against the Bengals. That's not the culture's fault. The culture got them there. The culture got them to 12 and five and it'd be the one seed in the AFC because they had 91 guys, right? That's where the culture showed up because of all the injuries, the adversity, the injury to Derrick Henry and your other stars, including AJ Brown, who did not have a great year last year, but the culture held it together to win 12 games with the most players that have ever played in a game in an NFL season. That's what the culture gave you mistakes in game cost you the Bengals game has nothing to do with culture. So I do want to clear that up. Well, how do you get for four years? They've been trying to get from good to great because things happen in football. Guys get hurt. Mistakes are made, but the culture, if they did not have the culture, they would have missed the playoffs last year. If they had the, hold on. If they had the culture of the Bengals of the Browns of the Jags of the Texans of the Colts, they missed the playoffs last year with the amount of stuff that went on inside that building because the, of the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. But I'm saying, if, but the Bengals had everything go right. I'm talking about the culture, the culture of the Bengals, where of the last seven years, right? I'm just talking generally of the culture inside those. The, the Bengals culture is not known as one of the best. Like, you know, that, like, it's I mean, a cheap yeah, it's changed drastically. Yeah. Over the last, like, 12 months maybe, but I'm talking beyond that because if the Bengals went through the amount of adversity the Titans did last year, they don't have that established culture yet. They probably fall apart. Right. My point is, is I'm not saying that the culture is a complete and like negative. I'm not saying it's a complete negative. I'm saying that the culture has gotten you to a point. The problem with the Titans and what they've been dealing with is how do they get from good to great. Ah. And I believe that you get to good to great with talent. And the talent, as we saw in the first video, just left. AJ Brown left. He's not coming back, right? How are you going to attain the talent? So there are two ways to attain talent, Austin. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But the two ways are through free agency, which is money, and drafting well. And their drafts have been atrocious in the first round. They can't, they don't pick great players with their first round picks. They don't. History shows that. That's a fact. The problem is if you don't draft well when you have the ability to draft good talent, then you've got to go out and pay for it in free agency. 
the culture acts as a negative for those type of players if they can go to a bigger market with the same amount of money with a more fun culture. That's my point. Yeah, but I also and like that should up, make a lot of sense because I and, and, I and think Scott, eloquently said it. And Scott says big Jeff. So the Titans have not drafted enough great players um in the first round because they drafted Jack Conklin, who is a a well is a very good player, and then they drafted Jeffrey Simmons, who is a great player in the first two round. Two out of how many? Two out of uh for John Robinson, I will say it's too early on Burks. I will say was that six or seven because he had two so two out of seven i would That's again not well, again i'm not trying to say it's good i'm just saying no it's you not said, good it's horrendous but again again zach talking in absolutes you said they don't draft great players in the first round where they have they haven't drafted enough so again like that's what that does for you so Traylon burks too early we'll we'll figure that out but yeah they've had a lot of misses in the first round. So, but if you don't do that well, my point is you've got to go pay. And yeah, yeah. the culture, the culture could be a pre preventative measure for big time players to come to a smaller market if now the PR, the public relations, is starting to get out there with two big time players like Robert Woods and AJ Brown confirming that it's more of a no fun culture. But Zach, what Robert Woods, because you brought up Julio Jones and the Titans were on Julio's list. The Rams made it very clear. They went to Robert Woods and said, Robert, we're going to trade you, but only where you want to go. And the Titans were on Robert Woods' list. The Rams said that, and Robert Woods said that. And the Titans were on his list because of why? They because also had he, A.J. Brown. <laughs> no, I understand that, I don't think dude, he goes what, there to, to play with Traylon Burks. No, no. True? I mean, it, it, yes, I'm not saying that it doesn't have an impact, but that's not the only reason why Robert Woods had the Titans on his list. AJ if AJ Brown wasn't there, he wouldn't have asked. It would have been less likely, but no, I do. he wouldn't have asked okay. to go to Tennessee. Zach, hold on. That. Like, chill, dude. Like, stop trying to derail everything midpoint. Because I do think the culture is important. The Titans have traded. Under John Robinson, the Titans have traded for guys that have wanted to be here, like DeMarco Murray, uh, like uh, Robert Woods and Julio Jones, where have where has this stopped or hurt the Titans in free agency? Like when when have the Titans and and I have somebody in mind, but who have the Titans lost out on in free agency? Somebody that they wanted. The only guy I have in mind is Indomitian Sue, and they wind and dine that guy for two straight off seasons. And, and where he did he made go? His, huh? Where did he go? Tampa. Well, right. And so, but that's the only guy, right? Like they brought in some really good free agents during their time and they've tried to grow from within inside at the TLG says Peyton Manning. I'm not talking about back in iPhone two days, TLG. I'm talking about under John Robinson and specifically Mike Vrabel. Where have they lost out on a free agent? No, because it, no, it's, a, so it's a systemic problem. It, they're a small market team that is going to have to overpay for players in free agency if you're going to play that game. And the players in free agency, they ultimately make the decision. It's not the team. So the team can court you. You know, they can do all that. They can wine and dine you. But ultimately, that's the power of the players when you become a free agent is you get to pick your team. What I'm saying is how this could be a negative is because players, which are less likely to go to smaller market teams, a franchise that has never won a Super Bowl. Again, money is an outlier, but all of these other things do stack up 
when making a decision. You're willing, I think, Austin, and here's the, the comparative. You're more willing to go to the Patriots because they have Super Bowls, they have the reputation, all of that stuff, and knowing that it's going to be a little bit no more no fun, and New England is a bigger market, the Titans have to do other things to lure big-time players in. And that, I think, ultimately is what they have to fix in the offseason if they are going to get from good to great. All right, we have talked through this topic enough. A to Z Sports here live on uh, this, what was it, Wednesday. We're going to have a good throw in shade at the end, so stick around for that. But let's move on to this Taylor Lewan injury update where we hear from Lewan himself. But Zach, first tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. Your perfect make and model is right around the corner. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236. That's wilsoncountyhyundai.com. They've got your inventory. You've just got to go find it, whether it's the Palisade, which is a full-size SUV with third-row seating. They also have the Sonata, the Elantra, the Ionic, which is battery-powered. Check out the battery-powered Ionic and really save on fuel. Again, perfect make and model right for you and your family. That's wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Also, don't forget, when you need it, you need to download our BetMGM app and use the code ATOZ Sports, and you get a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000. That's downloading the BetMGM app and uh, plugging in our code ATOZ Sports. You make your first deposit, and that first bet risk-free on pro football up to uh, $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older. Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications and eligible requirements. Awards issued is knowledgeable for bets. Credit for bets expired seven days. For problem game support, code Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. I have so- one more point to wrap up our previous conversation. I think this is a huge curveball that if it goes down the middle and is called a strike, that's a game changer. If in fact, Malik Willis becomes a superstar and an elite type quarterback, the Josh Allen, Joe Burrows, you know, Patrick Mahomes of the world, or even close to that. If you have a top tier quarterback, all of that is wiped clean. And all of what I just said doesn't matter because he is now the sticking point of why you are coming to play. The Titans don't have that currently, but Malik Willis has the electricity the potential electricity to change that. So I do want to disclose that. That, I think, is the ultimate curveball in that conversation. All right, so let's hear from Taylor Lewan, who was back on the bus uh, after being put on IR, being done for the season uh, with a knee injury, back in the bus after his hiatus from social media during training camp in the first few games. Uh, But here's Lewan talking about what happened with his knee. When I tore my ACL in 2020, October 2020, I was like on this mission to get back as fast as possible uh, and do everything I possibly could do right. Last year during the season, I had issues. My knee was swollen up. I was always feeling pain in there and I was like, I don't know what the deal is. And uh, it turns out this year, I found out that there are things with my knee going on now that are a direct correlation to what happened when I got my knee done. And so I have to go and get my knee fixed to be able to play football or to live like a normal life just in general. So there's not a whole lot I can go into uh, for reasons I can't talk about right now, but I promise that when I am able to talk about everything, I will, I'm an open book. Mm -hmm. I'll literally say everything that needs to be said and and go from there. But um, the best I can say about this is this is not a new injury. It's the same injury that happened to last for two years. So you got to fix your knee again. I got to fix fix my knee. So I'm leaving tomorrow morning. That's Tuesday to uh, fly to LA. Dr. Elitra, is going to fix my ACL and I will be, uh, I'll be done for the season. 
All right, so this tale of the line uh, that came out from uh, busting with the boys on Barstool there. So, Zach, what's your initial reaction to hearing Lewan talk about that injury there? Well, it sounds like whether it was uh, – and this happens. With injuries, it's not a guarantee that it's going to heal up and you're you're going to be Adrian Peterson and rush for 2,000 yards, right? There, there's no guarantee. Every injury is different. Every body heals different. So, I – you. We talk about you know absolutes or non-absolutes. You can't put an absolute on an injury, Austin. You tore your ACL. Your ACL healing process is different than the wands and different than you know Caleb Farley's and, and all the other people that have torn their ACL in the history of time. I think it does speak to maybe why the re-injury occurred. I think the mystery is, you know, did he re-tear it or is it just not right? Right. So I think there's a big difference. I mean, regardless, if you can't play, you can't play. So that doesn't really matter. And I think regardless, we all knew last year after the season, the Titans were going to have to make a decision. It was either going to be Roger Saffold or Taylor Lewan. They made that decision. They picked Taylor Lewan. Now, look, I don't think it's anybody's fault. I don't know if you know if a knee is right or I don't know how that due diligence works, but they picked Lewan. And in game two, week two on Monday night, he went down and he's not coming back. And I do think that he will not be a Tennessee Titan after this season. Probably his career as a Titan is over. I don't know what Lawan, I don't know what the future holds for other teams. Everybody needs tackles. So that, I think, that comes into rehab. How is the knee and does he want to play for a new team? I think a new team would take him. There's... 31 other teams so he could find a job it's just going to be about want to because he's built this podcast and this kind of second career already it's just when is that that switch going to be flipped on yeah and so i i as soon as he said i can't talk about this and whenever i can I'll, i'll be an open book i thought well there's i feel like there might be some legal things that he might be going into when it comes to the original person who did the surgery, right? Then he name dropped the doctor that he was going to go to in LA to have it fixed. And so what went wrong in that surgery, right? Because all we hear is, oh, so-and-so had a successful surgery on their blank, right? And you never hear the, well, you know, somebody did not have a successful surgery. Well, Alex Smith is the big one. Yes, but initially it was Alex Smith underwent successful surgery and then it turned into other things. And it made me think of one person. There's one person that comes to my mind when it comes to ACLs not being done the right way. And it's, I don't know if anybody remembers this guy. He was a tight end for Florida when Urban Meyer was there. Cornelius Ingram. War number seven was a big dude, freak athlete, was a really good player at Florida in college. He tore his ACL, missed his last year in college. And when he was going through the pre-draft process in 2008 or 2009, he dropped to the fifth round because it was found out that the ACL reconstructive surgery was not done correctly. And they knew it would happen again. They knew they're bringing up Odell Beckham jr. Right? Well, but that's, that's not necessarily the same thing I'm talking about with Cornelius Ingram. They went through and said that ACL is not right. That it's going to happen again. It's going to get torn. So he dropped probably from being a second round talent to a fifth round pick. And guess what happened in his first training camp as a rookie? He tore it again. And he then he never really got his career off the ground. So I just remember that from Cornelius Ingram really vividly. Um, and so with Taylor Lewan, 
it sucks uh, because of maybe this could have been avoided because back in the summer, he talked all the time about how uh, he was loving football again and ready to go and felt great after dealing with this all last season. And then, you know, game two, something happens and he goes down. So it it's, this is basically going to be the end of Lawan's Titans career. I feel like everybody understands that. Yeah, Jake's pretty. Uh, Jake's right. Everybody knows you go to Doctor Andrews in Birmingham. I feel like Doctor Andrews is like an all-around, all-world surgeon that will do surgery on anything. You got a brain aneurysm, he'll do brain surgery. If you yeah, got an elbow, point. he'll do like I, like no. I I don't know truly what type. I think he's obviously an orthopedic surgeon, right? Yeah. But I feel like he. Just go to James Andrews. So, Jake, you're getting the love of the show because I feel that exact same way. Well, just go to Dr. James Andrews. I mean, oh, just- at some point, Dr. James Andrews doesn't have any openings on his schedule for the next month, and you got to get this ACL done. But back. I feel like when a big time player goes down, J- Dr. James Andrews is like, hey, fly him on down. I'll fix him up. I'll make some time. Right. Like, yeah. I, there, there's that notion. It, you look, it's a blow to the Tennessee Titans because of when it, when it happened. And, Look, we saw some of the writing a little bit on the wall last year. Mentally, he was not correct. And I feel like mentally, and he got back to form. I'm not saying like last year was was a bad year for Lawan, but Chandler Jones ate his lunch on national television. And that was a hard pill to swallow for Taylor Lawan. Taylor Lawan has an ego, like most NFL players. And, you know, I, I think Lawan has got to find what is right for him. And if ultimately, and and this is where, again, my body, my choice, if you don't feel comfortable playing football on an ACL, whether it's torn or not torn or not right, then you've got to kind of do what you have to do. Uh, But it's at the sacrifice for his team because his team needs him and he's not going to be able to play. Yeah. And somebody did ask, is there a, a doc talk segment coming up about this? Well, we actually have a doc talk segment uh, coming up tomorrow already, uh, and that's going to be about uh, Traylon Burks' turf toe. So I, I can see if we can do something about, now that we've got this new information on the one, we, we planned the, the turf toe doc talk last night uh, uh, for Thursday at 12.15. But uh, the Bone and Joint Institute, that's where you need to go uh, for any injury that you might occur in life. They've got specialists there, like Dr. Durr that I'm talking to tomorrow about turf toe Dr. James Watson, I, I Dr. Excuse me, Dr. Jeff Watson. I saw him this summer for my foot. I had James Andrews on the mind, and then uh, Scott Arthur, my guy who recovered and re- did my knee injury almost twelve plus years ago at this point. Uh, also at the Bone and Joint Institute, so go check him out. Boneandjointtn.org. The other thing, qu- uh, quickly about Lawan, you know, this is a good, bad, and different. But his salary changes. He went into this year thinking he's going to make close to thirteen million dollars. And he's really only going to make a little over half of that because now that you go on IR, you make half of your salary. That's where the structure, it's like Mike Evans. Mike Evans restructured his contract where his base salary was like, you know, a million dollars, $3 million. And so if you miss a game for that suspension, uh, you don't tiny, miss that much money. Yeah, it's a little small. Yeah. So there's all strategy. And that's usually what they do with a player later on in his uh, in his contract. They're betting on something happening so they don't pay them. I mean, that's just, that's business at the end of the day. Yeah, and uh, what's shaking Titans on YouTube says, the way that Lawan kept talking, if you watched, watched the segment, Lawan went on to say he was tired. Seems like he's uh, completing playing football altogether. And that might be the case because 
you know, we talked about back in February, I believe it was when he was on three HL saying that he doesn't know if he could suit up for another team besides the Titans. And so I, I don't really know. And, um, Orlando asked, do some of these players actually sue if a doctor botched the surgery? Ask, ask, uh, Dr. Chow, <laughs> like ask, ask that guy if anybody has sued him. Go just do a quick Google of David Chow. And it's the guy who goes all over social media and talks about how he knows and diagnoses every injury as soon as he sees the, the play of it. Go Google that guy and see how many times he's been sued. Oh, man, I had one. And usually I, I, I would have texted you this because I thought this was hilarious. Chow got drugged the other day on Twitter for something he said to no surprise. But it was funny because, and I'm not going to be able to find it, but he basically, do you remember Monday night when uh, the streaker went on the field and yeah. Bobby Wagner hit him? Well, the guy, one of the workers trying to chase him down, like, uh, fell. Yeah. The fell. Yeah. And so somebody, again, always is like, hey, can you break down that injury? And, and Dr. Chow said, on Twitter, he goes, I'm not going to break down uh, somebody that was just trying to do their job. Oh, okay. The next response is, what do you do for a living? You break down injuries for somebody just trying to do their job. Yeah. So completely on the comments, made no sense. So to Austin's point, yes, you know, <laughs> you do get sued for, uh, you know, not successful surgery. Now you've got to find the case and all that other stuff. Well, I, I mean, there's, I, Tyrod Taylor uh, had a case where remember he had that punctured lung because he got the shot for his ribs and it hit his lung and had the collapsed lung a couple of years ago for the Chargers. So Dr. Chow's a former Chargers doctor, but not the one that did Tyrod Taylor dirty like that. Doctors are at the top of mind in the NFL. You know, the concussion well, doctor just got fired. Fall guy. Like what a complete fall guy. Like the, the, the independent, the independent doctor who made several mistakes for Tua. No, the Dolphins told that guy, hey, call that a back injury so we can go beat the Bills. That's a, everybody can see right through that. We haven't talked about that at all. But how it's just the fall guy that Chris Carter was talking about, and everybody made Chris Carter the fall guy for being the, for saying the truth. Yeah, and Chris Carter's now gone. Nobody knows where Chris Carter went. Where is Chris Carter? Exactly. I saw him. <laughs> Your response just proved my point. Where is Chris Carter? No one knows. All right, I have, I have shade that I have a video for, and my question is the same that Zach has for his shade. Why would somebody want to do this? That is the shade. Why would somebody want to do this? So you'll see the video that goes along with that question, but Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. I actually have new shade too. I, I forgot about this. I put it in the back of my mind and I just remembered it. And so I'll save that one because it does, it takes a visual, but I will tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. There's your visual right there. It is so easy. Plan on us for health, dental, and vision. 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Farm Bureau Health Plans, fbhp.com slash A to Z. They will hook you up with a perfect plan for you and your family. I changed at the beginning of this year. I'm really glad that I did. I have better coverage, a better service, at a better rate. 20% I save each and every month because I switched my health plan to Farm Bureau Health Plans. Uh, if you're a Tennessean, if you live in the state, 
they will help you even more because that's what they they take pride in doing. Uh, that's and they've been doing it for a long, long time. Seventy-five years, right there. FBHP.com/slash A to Z. Get a health assessment. Get a quote today. Also, download the BetMGM app and you can get a risk-free bet on pro football up to one thousand dollars when you sign up using our code ATOZ Sports. That's with the BetMGM app, and we've got uh, football on the horizon. So get ready for more conversation about that leading into the rest of the week at BetMGM. Download the app using a code ATOZ Sports. So, Zach, it is time to throw some shade. All right. So, why would someone want to do this? That is my shade. Um, and I, I do, we will read some of your shade. Uh, but I do have side shade before I get to my big shade. And then Zach, I'll let you go to the comments for some shade as well. But my first shade is Zach. I know you've been dealing with your internet issues, uh, with Xfinity and we hope that, uh, you get those things figured out. No, I mean, we're, we're, we've been clean today. I think, I think we've been pretty clean for the most part. So my shade is also on my broadcasting situation. Every once in a while, my camera glitches and does something. And I went to the Apple store on Monday. I did get a free donut at, at Fox's Donut Den because Derek Henry ran for 100 yards. So that helped it. But I went to the Apple store to figure out why this camera and my computer is glitching. So what did we do? We sat there with a the tech. We ran diagnostic tests on it. Everything came up clean. He tested the ports. Everything came up clean. And he says, well, let's just screen record it and watch it and see what happens. And so I sat in the Apple store, Zach with my camera recording just the Apple store happenings. And I watched my screen for 20 consecutive minutes and the son of a, you know what, never did it. And so like, it's like one of those things where you have the problem, but when you call somebody to come fix it, it acts normal. And now you have no idea what the problem is. And so think about this for 20 straight minutes. I stared at my computer intently because it happens quick and 20 straight minutes that I'll never get back of just making sure I didn't miss this thing happen so we could figure it out. And it didn't happen. So now I don't know what I have to do. Uh, I might need to go to Xfinity now too. It happened that's today. My, that's my part, Shane. Well, and the funny thing is, right as you started talking about Apple in a poor way, you you started to get fuzzy. Of course. Uh, I think it was Steve Jobs from up above coming down and messing, messing yeah, with and, you. And, and Scott says, uh, oh, Austin, did you meet with the geniuses? I did. And the guy who helped me was great. And he went and researched the camera and all this stuff to find out. And he came back every five minutes. Did it happen yet? Like, no. <laughs> did it happen yet? No. And so it's just, uh, that was that was my initial shade. So, Zach, do you have any shade in the comments to, to throw <laughs> Yeah, there? I won't read this shade, but uh, I, it's a funny shade. I don't want to get into politics, so I'm not going to okay. do this. Uh, Jeff, of course, big shocker. He got big tin shade on the SEC. Uh, I have shade on Josh Pate and his football tour. Refuses to leave the SEC and is a hypocrite on his criteria for why he chooses games. <laughs> so Big Ten guy getting upset at, look, SEC moves a needle, Jeff. It, we're, yes. It's just bigger. It just means more. Just and whatever he's he's, been to, I'm pretty sure he's been to Ohio State games. Uh, he just hasn't yet this season. It. It, it's uh, only been five weeks, people. Like, come on. Like, we're, you're not even halfway through it. Still good got enough more. for Big Ten Jeff. <laughs> He's probably shaving his Ohio State trip for Big Ten Jeff for when the game actually matters for Ohio State. 
Let's see. Sean Gill says, sad shade. This past Saturday, our marching band lost a member uh, in a campfire. Oh, wow. She was a freshman, only 14. Sad seeing something like that happen. Yeah, definitely shade on on the fire on that. That's uh, that's terrible, uh, Sean. But thank you for sharing that shade. And uh, But yeah, that that is sad shade. Jason says, shade, I'm cool with team sayings. Shade on the Colts, Titans, and Bengals for having the weirdest saying. For the shoe, tighten up, who day, really weird it doesn't even seem right to say those things well i think tighten up that makes like the most sense yeah it does yeah i mean you could throw shit on the van he's saying anchor down because that doesn't make any sense uh, and i've been over that several times. well that's a and tennessee fan throwing shade at no I, I just no i know yeah, i just think yeah. anchor, no when you're when you're vanderbilt it should be anchors up let's roll i've already i've already said that I, but, I, like, that's, you know, but that's not the premise we've gone through that that's not what it means for them here's so, okay uh, it goes right into my shade okay not shade on vanderbilt shame on tennessee don't put fat dan in a <laughs> in a in a cool uniform reveal for this yeah. week's lsu don't yeah. put overweight freckled face dan or whoever this guy is who's got arms like uh you know a sausage link yeah. don't do that like what was that shade on tennessee yeah and dude, you know, I think his Dick Sportigood was the sponsor, but shade on your own water for doing that. Oh, I, Who I is agree. Fat Dan. I agree. That was terrible. I mean, put me in that thing, and I'll look so much better than that dude. Like, good lord, is he even like flexing? Like, he has zero arm definition. No, it's like, hey, uh, I think Dave and uh, in the back of the warehouse, a Dick Sportigood can put on the yeah. uniform. We'll, we'll do we'll do the photo shoot with it. Shoot with him. I thought the same thing. I saw the video and I was like, all right, they're gonna, I, I knew they are going to do the Smoky Grays at LSU. But then when they did that, I was like, this guy's got like a muffin top. <laughs> like he's gotten no, I didn't make any sense on why they did that. Like, I hope it was an inside joke of like, hey, let's just get more attention on this video because they put this freckled chunky guy out there to do it. But I don't, and it was bad. I, I am with you right there. It was really bad. So Zach, uh, my shade stays in the SEC. And again, my question is, why would someone want to do this? Why would someone want to do this? And I go to Friday night before Texas A&M games, and this clip is pulled from a 2020 season yell practice where there were no fans. And so these guys are out there in the stadium by themselves. So it sounds and feels even weird. But why would someone want to do this? Let's have ourselves a fight in Texas Aggie yell practice. Pump it eggs. Pump, Pump it eggs. eggs. One, two, three. Farmers fight. Farmers fight. 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 Farmers, farmers fight. Hey. Whoop. I got a little story for you, eggs. Whoop. And that's enough. We don't need to see any more. That's a two and a half minute video that I cut down to 40 seconds because it was bad. Like, that looks like those five guys lost a bet to have to do something. But in fact, those are considered leaders on the Texas A&M campus. So why would somebody want to be one of those five guys? What creepy stuff do you have to be into to say like, you know what? I want to be that. 
I want to be a Texas A&M yell leader. I want to be such a leader on my campus that I want to do that weird stuff in front of everybody on Friday nights and do weird whoops and weird hip moves and stuff. Like they, they're making hip moves with those like mannequin in a, in a department store. Like why would anybody want to do that? You know, it's funny. Last week they played Mississippi state. And I don't know if you saw that, uh, you know, at uh, they were doing the yell leading and Mississippi State fans, just because they're so redneck and they have nothing else to do, they went in there with their your, their dip in their mouth with their stupid uh, cowbells, and they were trying to disrupt the yell leading on a Friday night because they don't have anything else to do. So I, both losers. Uh, that was tough to watch. That's and so somebody says shade on somebody wearing a mask in 2022. Look, honky tonk. I told you that was a video that I found on Twitter that was from 2020. I yeah. mentioned that going into it. You did. You just. But again, what the hell is this? It makes me so uncomfortable. That that why like what what I don't make it doesn't make sense. You know, it's something obviously with Texas A and M. Like it's it's tradition. You know that we know that. I think. If you don't understand a tradition, it's even weirder, right? Why is that a tradition? Like, why is I don't that, have the history thing that a tradition? I don't have the history on that, so I don't know. And, like, traditions that suck can also change. Traditions that are weird and need to be retired should yeah, be retired. But the weird part is, is that literally thousands of students go to yell practice the night every before the week, games. Every week. Thousands. Not... not a hundred, not five, thousands of people go to the yell practice. I just, I don't know, like, why, like, okay, sure. Do they serve beer? <laughs> that would uh, be my answer. I don't know. Well, it's at midnight, right? It's midnight yell. So let's just uh, go flashback into 2016 when I was in Texas A&M for that Vols A&M game where I got punched in the face Friday night. We had thought about going to yell practice just to see what it was all about. Uh, but I got punched in the face and had a half a tooth and blood gushing down my face. Oh, yeah, so, the ghost of AM's past. Yeah. Right. So I didn't have a chance to go do that. Um, but people are blackout drunk at the bars and then they go over there at midnight to go do that. But again, like in today's age, who offers up and volunteers to want to be one of those five guys? That I don't know. The real OG AZ A to Z followers know about the ghost of Texas AM's past. Yes. The only the real ones know. Uh, I'm going to run through some shade here, and uh, I'll I'll make mine short and sweet because we've had a lot of shade here. Uh, Orlando says shade on drivers that flash their high beams to make their others speed up. You're not going to bully me. I will slow down and make everybody mad. Eric says shade on split screen. OU TCU to watch Aaron Judge strikeouts. They had some funny clips like Vince Young scamper versus USC, and then they. There's like three, two pitch strikeouts. And no, you my, miss. my my favorite thing is the Jeffrey Dahmer memes of him putting in the videotape to watch Exorcist three, but it being the Aaron judge cut in. Right. Uh, Danny says shade on idiots baiting deer on public land and getting the whole area shut down. Now, even people like me and my sons who obey the law cannot hunt, you know, ruining it for everybody. That's, that's no fun. Steven says, my shade is on when gas cars pull into diesel pumps with non-diesel pumps right next to them. That's tough, tough life for the diesel um, fuel there. So here is my, my shade's pretty simple. And it's something 
Look, I'm on TikTok. I probably spend way too much time on TikTok. I'm not like on TikTok. I'm, I don't dance on TikTok. But, you know, there, you don't get to choose. Like you can follow whoever you do, but the for you pays is why you go to TikTok. You just keep scrolling and you get entertained and based on your likes, other things show up. But sometimes, and this is something that I do not understand. And you see them all over the place. Women crying on their for on their TikToks about something. If you are that upset about something and you cry while you have a, a selfie camera on you, I, I don't want to be friends with you, to be honest. I, I want you as far away as possible. Do not publicize your tears. And because they do it over the stupidest things, it's not necessarily like the you know the deep stuff. It is if you have to if you're that upset and you have to pull your phone out to cry in the corner of your bathroom, stop. I, I don't want to see it. Nobody wants to see it. And I also it makes me think that you're not that emotionally damaged if you have to pull out real quick because real true emotion should just come naturally. You shouldn't have to document your tears in an era that we have to document every single thing. So that is my shade. Yeah. I don't know if, did you watch the, um, the, oh crap. Uh, it was a Netflix documentary that came out recently on what's her name who killed her two kids in Idaho. Yeah. 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 I watched that documentary. Yeah. So that she's some, it's like she had, she just had her husband get killed and then she like took her kids through Burger King and then came back and was like, like upset about things. Super red flag. Orlando, you're right. That is a super red flag. If your new girlfriend, you've seen her cry on camera, you need to break up. You need to run. Run, my friend, because that's not the last time that she's going to do that. And you're you're right. That's a super red flag. So shade on those people. And look, guys do it too. So I don't want to just put it into uh, uh, gender exclusivity. Guys that are crying on TikTok, they got bigger problems too. So there's your red flags for everybody. Shade on people that need to pick up their phone and cry in front of their camera. Now, here's something where it's good because let's flip it, right? Because yesterday, Alex Doherty, our Preds reporter, got a video of the Preds showing Cody Glass that he made the team. The Preds recorded that video of David Poyle telling Cody Glass you made the team. He gets emotional, and it's a great feel-good thing, right? So Difference. Yes. He didn't pull out his phone and document his tears. That is self-fulfilling, and there ain't no room for that. Again, there are red flags, and then there are super red flags. Exactly. That's a super red flag. Exactly. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, great Wednesday show here. Uh, talking some Titans. And tomorrow we'll find out more info about the injury report. Sam Phelan will be at practice uh, later on today to get a lot more coverage for our YouTube channel. So go check out the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. Also make you like before you go. Like the show before you go uh, here today. If you're watching on YouTube right now and subscribe to our channel for more Titans content. Buck Rising Live A to Z Sports Primetime tonight at 8. And we'll see you guys tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. on a Thursday. Have a good Wednesday. Appreciate it as always. Adios.